hit me. From Studio P, Sausalito, home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. The number one comedy podcast, podcasting about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast, podcaster, Mark... Mark... Hersha. 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 Yes... It is Mark Hershon. This is Suckatash, the comedy podcast, podcast episode 21. We are now legal. Let's begin drinking. Uh, I am here. Uh, Joe Polino, our engineer producer, is here. Welcome back, Mark. It's great to have you here in Studio P. Thanks, Joe. It's always great to be here, the home of the hit. The home of the hit, truly. Uh, Kenny Durgis, our booth assistant, is here. And uh, we'll be hearing from Bill Haywatt, our booth announcer, again uh, a little bit later in the show. Uh, in the meantime, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, first of all, I want to say we have kicked off our Save Our Hard Drive drive. Um, I want to thank the people that so far have gone up to SuckatashShow.com and clicked on the donate button. We have made a grand total of about 50 bucks so far. We have about $950 to go before we can pay those guys in Novato to... Uh, to fix the hard drive and get our missing interviews back. Uh, in fact, we have a phone call coming up a little bit later in the show with Ed Krasnick, uh, who is one of the people stranded in that broken hard drive. Uh, and he will give his personal plea to you to help us with our Save Our Hard Drive drive. A couple more people have purchased things from our Succotash store. So somebody's got Succotash t-shirts they're wearing out there. Um, I'm wearing mine today, but it's because it's St. Patrick's Day when we're recording this, and it's the only green I had, so I'm wearing it. You know, we've got other things to talk about. Let's just jump into the show. It's been a couple of episodes at least since we featured this guy, and I'm a little concerned for Bob Duca, because according to iTunes and the Earwolf website, this installment of his Affirmation Nation show, it's from the end of February, but it's the most recent one I've been able to find. And I thought maybe uh, my subscription wasn't kicking it in or something, but then I listened to the clip, and it's slightly disturbing. He um, he might be lost somewhere. Hello, and welcome to Affirmation Nation with me, Bab Duque. Greetings, Bab Duque here. I call to you from a truck stop located in parts unknown. My story is this. While hitchhiking home from Denver, I found myself outside a small hamlet very near the Utah border. I had been waiting for close to three hours with near a car in sight, ready to pack it in and make yet another bed in yet another roadside ditch with nothing but my fear of being eaten by coyotes to keep me warm. But a single vehicle on the horizon caught my eye, and hoping against hope, I stuck out my mangled thumb once again. I was picked up by a van full of aging sister-wives from the local chapter of the Branch Davidian sect. Mistaking these gray-haired ladies for harmless spinsters, I climbed into their van. What ensued was an Elizabeth Smart-esque sexual defenestration of me that has left me battered, bruised, and traumatized. The following is a list of the horrific sexual positions these she-devils put me through for their own puerile delight and sick entertainment. Missionary position, doggy style, Asian cowgirl, the Art Garfunkel, pole position, the Amish wallet, dirty Sanchez, Cleveland steamer, the rusty butter churn, the angry grandparent, strawberry shortcake, Dame Donkey Punch, doggy in the bathtub, the backhanded compliments. The butterfly. Shave and a haircut. Two bits. The hand-pulled mayonnaise factory disaster. Making pruno. The basket case. Ghost dad. Violation of the red crescent. Welcome to the terror dome. Pixar's latest. The shy landlord. The embarrassed elf. The scrunch gut of Notre Dame, three on the tree, banker's hours, prison break, Encyclopedia Brown, the complete series, the Stanford female prison experiment, 
Incident at Owl Creek Bridge. 69. Duck Soup. I can't believe it's not your finger. V for Vendetta. Secretary of the Interior. The Pinwheel. The Catherine the Gape. The Vegan's Dilemma. Vlad the Impaler. The Assassination of Huey Newton. The Juice Newton. The O.J. Simpson. Sherman's March. The Cabinet of Dr. Kilgary. When Young met Freud. And finally, the hero with a thousand O-faces. Needless to say, I am very traumatized. I do not know when I'll make it home. I do not know if I'll make it home. I only know that it is the love and support of my listeners, followers, and friends that keeps me going. Yours in peace and hopefully tranquility, Babduka. Well, fascinating development. That's Bob Duca. Hopefully not the last we've heard of him. Uh, you can check in to make sure at uh, Earwolf.com, also on iTunes, and see if he puts anything new up. But that's uh, that's as of a couple of weeks ago. I hope the guy's okay. Uh, funny Bob Duca-related story, by the way. Um, I don't know how some podcasters tell you how many downloads they've had. I can't figure out how to track any of this stuff, really. Uh, I don't know how many people listen. Um, and, uh, you know, you guys don't really write in very often or call the Succotash hotline. But they still love you, Mark. They still love me, and I have proof positive right here. I like to think, by the way, that I have a bazillion listeners, and they're just really happy with what we're doing. But uh, I ordered this gadget from uh, a place in Southern California called First Aid Global. Uh, they have, like, emergency kits for earthquakes and things like that. And they were selling this uh, solar charger for iPads and, and iPhones. And I thought, oh, that's a handy thing to have. So I ordered it, and... Um, I, I, uh, I got the box, and when I opened it, there wasn't just the charger inside. There was this little plastic self-sealing bag and a note from Todd West, who's the general manager. And uh, I opened this thing up, and it's a picture. there was a picture of me uh, that had been taken from my avatar on Twitter and blown up. And then labeled on it was the Bob Duca Res Resolution Ointment Application Kit. So there's this... There's there's this like double handful of ointment packets inside. And I'll just I've got uh, I, here. You can hear this is the actual packet. And there's all these different things inside. He's not making this up. No. And so uh, there's things like um, let's see, there's skin lotion. Uh, there's triple antibiotic ointment. There's lip balm. There's sunscreen. Uh, all in these little tiny packets. And just the way it's all labeled, I can tell that Todd West is a Succotash fan. So uh, thank you, Todd. And if we ever do hear from Bob Duca, I'm going to show him this myself because he should be selling these damn things. This is great. I can hardly wait to dip into these. Uh, anyway, I was blown away that the general manager of a place that I randomly ordered a thing from uh, must be a listener. So I'm going to put a picture of uh, of this kid up on the SuccotashShow.com. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to the David Feldman show. Uh, you know, I keep wanting to get together with, uh, former San Francisco comic David Feldman. I saw him in LA a couple of months ago. He's a funny guy. His podcast features a great revolving cast of funny people. And here's a little something from a recent show with an intro by David Feldman and then featuring Frank Conniff and friend of Succotash, Rick Overton. Today, love letters written by President Richard Nixon go on display at the Richard Nixon Library here in Southern California. And judging by the salacious content, Daniel Ellsberg's telephone wasn't the only thing Richard Nixon couldn't wait to tap. Frank Conniff has more. Hello, I'm Frank Conniff reporting from the Nixon Library, where a trove of love letters that the 37th president sent to his wife, Pat, have just been released. They are very sweet, and they reveal a side to Nixon that we've rarely seen before. For instance, this letter is from right after Nixon was almost dropped from the Republican ticket in 1952. Dear Pat, the speech I made with you and Tricia and Julie was a huge success, and Ike is keeping me on the ticket. I am so happy. Tonight in bed, you and I are gonna do it checkers style. 
but sometimes there were embarrassing moments when it came to their intimate life. Dear Pat, the other night when we made sweet, sweet love, it was so wonderful. I hope you didn't mind that in the throes of passion I screamed out Alger Hiss's name. But there were also moments of pure sweetness between the two. Dear Pat, I know I've been working hard ridding the world of communism lately. But I have to take the time to ask you, are you now, or have you ever been, the sexiest lady in Washington, D.C.? I may be ruining the lives of innocent people, but you, my darling, are ruining me for any other woman. But their marriage did have its darker moments. Dear Pat, I had a bit much to drink tonight. I don't think I'll be able to carry out my husbandly functions in bed with you, so at least for the rest of the evening... You won't have Richard Nixon to fool around with anymore. But even in his busiest times in the White House, President Nixon still found time for his beloved wife. My dearest Pat, Kissinger and I have been carpet bombing North Vietnam all morning. Thousands of Vietnamese children are dying horrible deaths. And it's making me so horny. I'm finding that there's no better foreplay than secret military genocide. Can you meet me in the Lincoln bedroom for a quick nooner? And as can be expected, the Watergate years did bring a bit of a strain to their marriage. Darling, I know that the other night it seemed a bit odd that three quarters of the way through our bout of lovemaking, Gerald Ford came in and took over for me. That's just the way the line of succession works. Heck, when I was vice president, part of my job was to pleasure Mamie Eisenhower when Ike finished up too soon. Of course, once a wife knows that her husband diddled Mamie Eisenhower, it's hard to have confidence that you'll be able to measure up and fully please him again. Although once Pat Nixon made love to Gerald Ford, she understood why Betty Ford drank so much. Anyway, there are many more Richard Nixon love letters available, but they are too filthy to read over the radio. I'm Frank Conniff, and join us next week when we'll be reading excerpts from Spiro Agnew's Masturbation Journal. <laughs> Uh, that's Frank Conniff. Uh, Rick Overton was the voice of Richard Dixon and uh, David Feldman show. Uh, catch that at davidfeldmancomedy.com. They're on iTunes. They're on Stitcher Smart Radio, just like us. So uh, look for us in any of those locations. Well, iTunes and Smart Radio, we're not at davidfeldmancomedy.com, but uh, he likes us, I think. Uh, the face of, uh, I guess maybe it's the mouth of comedy podcasting is constantly changing, which is the hazards of a new medium. You know, it's just getting started. And I mentioned last show that a number of podcasts are beginning to gravitate into network scenarios. There's Earwolf, there's Nerdist, all these places where they're beginning to gather these shows. But then there's new shows also popping up all the time. Uh, just little shows, guys from Cleveland, you know, whatever. And of course, on the flip side of that are shows that are going away. If you look at iTunes, the landscape of the, the podcast listings is littered with things that have like six or seven episodes back in 2009. And then nothing was ever heard again from these guys. Uh, one of the shows, however, that um, has managed to squeeze out 86 episodes that we've actually featured here a couple of times out of Seattle called Delicious Mediocrity. Um, well, they are going away. Uh, Derek Sheen, Douglas Gale, Mark Allender, they've announced that their show, Delicious Mediocrity, is ending. Uh, but they are putting together a new show. It's uh, probably going to debut in April. It's going to be once a month. Um, and Delicious Mediocrity is no more. Uh, here's part of the announcement they posted to uh, to tell folks what was happening. Uh, a little update on the podcast. Some news for you guys. If you're fans of the show, which if you're listening, uh, congratulations. You are now officially a fan of the show. So now you just got <laughs> titled with that. I'm really sorry. Uh, the timing uh, could not be worse for you. Yeah, you're going to wear this show like a fucking scarf. Congratulations. Um, here's, here's what's happening, folks. Doug? Well, uh, yes? Why don't you give him a little rundown? Uh, the reason the timing of you becoming a fan of the show is not very good is we are <laughs> done with the show. <laughs> we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> it sounds like we're breaking. Like we're that's breaking. it. We're breaking up. Yep. Uh, now, if you're sad and you're surprised, which th thank you, <laughs> <laughs> that makes if, me happy. And if surprised. you're sad and surprised by that, here's why we're uh, here's why we're stopping the podcast in its tracks right now. We are going to do something even cooler and more different. Mm -hmm. So we're taking the show in a different direction. So 
We're not actually ending our relationship. We're actually evolving our relationship. <laughs> we're going to the... see other podcasts. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to see other podcasts now, but it's going to be like an open podcast where occasionally I'll come home and you guys will still be here, but maybe you'll be with another podcast. That's just bad I'm, scheduling. I'm totally cool with that. You hanging out with another podcast, and you know, as long as that podcast isn't sleeping in my bed, you know, I'm fine with that. So, <laughs> you know, we got to just keep our relationship solid, baby. Um <laughs> What we're doing, and this is the idea we're, uh, we're now, uh, I think we're going to attempt, is to take this show uh, and uh, put it in a live format and mm-hmm. a uh, uh, sort of a, a, a live studio audience once a month mm-hmm. extravaganza. Mm-hmm. And I use that word very loosely. Very loosely. <laughs> very loosely. Uh, I think we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're testing the ice to see if it's thick enough. And uh, we're going to go out in the middle of the lake here and see if we can actually host a real show with all three of us. That includes Mark Allender mm-hmm. as a uh, as a co-host of the show in a live setting. This, Mark is making a face. <laughs> we talked for an hour about this. Mark is just now hearing that he's going to be a co-host. And he made a face that said, no, I'm not. Yeah, you're on the show. I've already said this during our last discussion. Yeah, so basically we're just rebranding the show. Uh, reformatting, so we're going to change the name, change the name, change the format, and it'll become, be. It's still going to be an audio podcast. Yep, uh, but it's monthly. Gonna be, it's going to be recordings of the live show. Right, right, and, and it'll be monthly, and it'll instead still be us. It's going to be still us. us. Week instead of a weekly release, monthly release. Yes. Uh, maybe uh, we'll have two guests in the single hour. We're going to do our damnedest to actually uh, keep it to an hour for <laughs> for, <laughs> gonna, for all, all kinds of reasons. We'll try. Yeah. My uh, role on the show is just basically me with a whip on stage. Uh, <laughs> nice. I like it. Mark's going to be I like the only one. I just come out with a hook. <laughs> like yeah. grab Derek's It's like neck. the Apollo Theater. <laughs> uh, we don't know what the new name is. We don't know what the first venue will be, but it probably won't be until uh, April. Yeah, I would like to, and I've already, and tell me guys if you like this name, but I want to call the podcast Hairspray the Musical, see if we can actually get the numbers up. We're the Lion King. So, yeah. All right, so that uh, was Delicious Mediocrity. So even though their show is no more, it will continue to exist, maybe until the end of time, uh, on iTunes if you want to check out any of the previous 86 episodes of Delicious Mediocrity. Thank you, guys. We've uh, enjoyed playing with you. 86 is a kind of a fortuitous number to leave on. Because when you get 86, six, you're you out. Get, yeah. Absolutely. Good point, Joe. Um, next, uh, I've got a phone call with Ed Krasnick. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Ed Krasnick is one of the interviews trapped on my broken hard drive. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe uh, if you heard from somebody who's... Uh, Who's lost on that? Uh, it might uh, coerce you into going up to our succotashshow.com website, pressing the donate button, and uh, contributing to our save the hard drive drive. It's going to cost a thousand bucks to crack that puppy open, basically, and uh, get all that delicious podcast goodness drained out of it. So uh, here was my uh, call I had last night on Skype with uh, our friend Ed Krasnick. I wanted to call Ed because he and I had a really great interview. I mean, it was going to be one of the best Succotash interviews to date. I was in Los Angeles. We met at a coffee joint uh, in Venice. And, uh, Ed, I thought it was a really good conversation. You know, what I liked about it is that it was something that we sort of went went all around the world. Uh, There was some spiritual stuff. There was a lot of comedy stuff. There was some creative talk. And the thing is, we'll never know what it was now. Well, maybe not never, but the problem is that I had offloaded that interview onto this external hard drive of mine, which then did a crash and burn. And I'm told that the data is still on the drive, but I need to get that data recovered so I can get your interview and several others uh, out into the podcast universe, which is why I have started the Succotash Save Our Hard Drive drive. It's a great idea, and, and it's a great cause. And I'll tell you, if I could just do that with my own personal hard drive, I mean my life, I would be so happy because there are so many things that I don't remember. I always look at the at the problems and not enough at the solutions. And I think what happened is my hard drive got corrupted like when I was bar mitzvahed. And there's a good one out there. There's actually one that looks at the solutions, looks at the happiness, is not interested in struggle. And that hard drive is out there. It's on the, it's, the information is there. It's there. Just need to get to it. I need to access it. And there's, a, there's not, there, they, I thought that some of the therapists could access 
but no, that hard just, drive. But they just direct you, know. you to some old files that uh, yes, you can't open true. anymore. Yeah, I can't open them, and I try, but I keep trying to open them. Go back to my childhood. I can't. I don't even have the formats for that stuff. Yeah, I don't have the formats, and now there's a new version of my childhood, which apparently some I'm telling. I told my I say what happened to my my sister says, "Where did you get that version?" We must have grown up in a different home. I've yeah. been recommended to a place up here in Northern California that I'm promised can retrieve information off the most damaged drive, but it costs a cool thousand bucks. The listeners of Suckatash will go to SuckatashShow.com and click on the donate button. That money is going to go to pull your interview and several other great interviews off that hard drive. Well, Mike, my, my, my plea to your audience really is very simple. Help me get my childhood back. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think my audience is giving. I think they're mm-hmm. used to helping people. And mm-hmm. with that heartfelt plea, I'm sure we're going to get some results. Well, I think that, uh, you know, even if we get like a little portion of it and it just confirms, you know, my my least uh, it confirms that somewhere inside there's happiness. Well, Um, maybe this will make you feel a little better. We have actually got an initial uh, donation just today from uh, Jabs who is uh, the co-host of the D-Head Factor in uh, Canberra, Australia. Uh, oh. podcast. Uh, he kicked in $25.25 to the uh, Save Our Hard Drive drive. Wow. That, that is fantastic. And you know, if if everyone who is listening to this, no matter where you are, whether you're in the future or in the past, um, if you could just go into your, your wallet right now, yes. take out your credit card, yes. put it in some kind of a device, <laughs> Uh, we would be eternally grateful. And I think you're going to really enjoy that interview because in that interview is, is information. I'll just, I don't want to spill too much, but uh, we discuss who killed Kennedy. Yep. We discuss the cure for cancer. Yes. We do. And we, did, we dance around it. We dance around it. And we talk about the true meaning of the last episode of the Sopranos. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, there's information there that could possibly save your life. Yeah, don't don't let don't don't rush to judgment. No. But if you're interested in any of those things, including the secret to happiness, then the you might want to dig into your wallet. Go to SuckatashShow.com, click the donate button, and save our hard drive. You know, Seals and Crofts are good friends, <laughs> and I and I say <laughs> the word are good friends to everybody now. Um, really said it best when they said, "We will never pass this way again." Uh, uh, and that's really true. That's what they were they were talking about hard drives. Yeah, and Loggins and Messina, I think, summed it up very well as well when they said, we're not doing any more encores. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's correct. No, I will tell you this. One of the things that I liked and that I like about you is this is not a man, uh, listeners of Suckadash, as you probably know, who's not afraid to go on a vision quest. This is not a man who's who's afraid to open up a little bit more of a spiritual side. He's, uh, I think you're a person who's relatively uh, happy, relatively balanced person. So that puts him at the top 1%. Wow. Well, thank you, Ed. Yeah. On the globe. On the, glo- and on the globe. It really does. It really does. And, and so um, some of that stuff came out. We're, I'm a yeah. you know, pretty spiritual yeah. guy myself. And, I know. And I, Considering we were sitting in a coffee shop on the sidewalk, it was, uh, got pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. That's what I like. I like mixing comedy with... Uh, you know, the fact that you might, uh, you might know something about the universe. I don't, but you might. <laughs> and if you're in the universe, if you're somebody who relates to the universe at all, if the universe is not returning your phone calls, <laughs> this might be a good time to dig into your wallet. Yes. Pull out that credit card and go on PayPal or hit the donate button. That's right, and help us out. So, Ed, uh, thanks so much, and uh, with any luck at all, we will retrieve that lost interview and have it up on Succotash. Okay. All right, thank you. Thanks, Mark. Right. Pleasure. That was number one, mm-hmm. then album, then CD. Yeah. yeah those were, that's the order of how they, you know, people would order. Right. Uh, I mean, CDs were, no one had anything to play them on. Uh, at all. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, I've got mine in 85, I bought mine. My <laughs> CD player. You talk about the past, your voice changed. Yeah, yeah I talk like a, a puppet <laughs> when I go back to the 80s. Uh, so community theater, MCA Records, started doing stand-up. Uh, and then my boss gave me an ultimatum one day in uh, 
uh, the middle of uh, 1989, July of 89, mm-hmm. he came. Uh, he called me into his office, and he's and and admittedly not doing my job, not doing my <laughs> In job. In any way, no way, no. I mean, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm spending every moment in my office trying to book gigs. Right, you know, right. Making uh, flyers on the company copy. I truly oh, was. Yeah, There's no was question. My, I was. Yeah, I had a day job so I could make flyers yes, for my show. That's so totally. funny. Uh, <laughs> and then using and using their color paper. And oh thinking, yeah. Oh, look at how fancy this fancy one is. Shit, and I'm using like their computer to like make graphics and put my yes. picture. Oh yeah, what an asshole. Uh, yeah, leaving right. it, leaving it sitting in the copier. Oh, what's this? What's yeah. that? Oh, I, I did. I actually did leave it on the top of the copier. And yeah. what is this? They're like, oh fuck, they caught me. <laughs> uh, and then you some people came to, to see me and sock. Oh, so fuck so me. when he, he came to worst. me and said, uh, "Look, you got you got to make a decision. You want to yeah. be a comedian. You want to work for us." And and at the time, working for a record label, that was the brass ring because I, oh, yeah. I come from record stores. Yeah, and. You know, I'm working at Leo and I'm getting free oh. records. I'm going to concerts. I'm hanging with rock stars. Oh, yeah. It's everything that I Did love. you get to have, What rock stars did you get to hang out with? Oh, geez, at the time. I mean, it was, oh, you know, very timely. He seemed like a nice young man. Bobby Brown and I. Oh, did you? Hung out one night here in Los Angeles uh, at a at an MCA convention. He had just signed with MCA. Oh, he's young. Okay, so and this is, yeah. I think we, this is 80s. This is post, post, uh, post new edition. New edition. And he was just. Pre BBD. I don't know. Big Bell Bell Biv DeVoe. Bell Biv DeVoe, now you know. Uh, My prerogative was just, that was. Oh, wow. Okay, so this was the solo. Just coming out. Yeah, how exciting. And uh, he and I sat at a table and had uh, Sundays together. We had well, those ice were cream different times. Those were different friend. times. <laughs> different times. And he wouldn't leave me was, alone. I think he was clean back then too. I don't. Think I think he, he was. I don't think he fell until later. And he was a nice. He, he was nice, and and I think what, what that particular he, thing. You know, I would tell you he stayed nice. I mean, I never watched the, the reality show, but I I had met him so mm-hmm. I met him and, and Whitney several times. God, now it, it's been on my mind. I don't know if you've noticed. What's going on? Whitney Houston apparently passed away. Uh, it's hard to find. You've got to Google the information because it's not really evident. And the news hasn't been talking about it. Been a secret. But uh, did you bring away. me here to place some sort of gag on me? Is that a <laughs> true <laughs> statement? <laughs> I'll give you some time to grieve. Did you? Let um, me ask. You, I'm going to interrupt for a second. Interrupt. Did you? I teared up during Kevin Costner's. Uh, uh, yes, I did. Uh, it was surreal, and I'll tell you, everything about it was surreal. His stories were wonderful, and then he used the most random kind of uh, shady racist colloquialism. What did he say? He said, he was talking about how artists can tend to um, have a lot of self-doubt. And he said, that's a tree any man can hang What from. the fuck was that? <laughs> Jeff and I, my husband and I fell out of our chair. I know, right? We, we know he didn't intend it, but he, my husband was like, did he, could he, you think he, you think he wrote this out and he read it back to himself and then when he got to that part, he thought maybe this isn't, I shouldn't talk about hanging from a tree in a black church. Maybe, I don't know. And you Amazingly, heard, well, there, you could you could hear the air. You could hear it, right? The There's no yeah. question you could. Yeah. Oh yeah. People were going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but they were all they, they were like looking at each other, like, did that just happen? So that's Asia Tyler uh, from her show Girl on Guy. The guy this time, Jimmy Pardo, uh, who's uh, a pioneer in comedy podcasting. His has been on since 2006. Uh, she always interviews a guy. That's why it's called Girl on Guy. Aisha Tyler, I like her. She's got a charming up personality, great voice. But, you know, she interjects herself a little too much and doesn't get her, let her, her answers out clearly. I, hello? 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 Mark! Oh, Hi. Bill! I'm Bill? Bill? Yeah, it's me. Wow, it's you me. look... Bill, yeah, good to see great. you. It's very yeah. good to see you. It's been a, it's been a few been weeks. A time, yeah, yeah, you look great. Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to come in. I hope I wasn't interjecting uh, anything. Well, I just wanted to finish back announcing this oh, this piece. I'm that's sorry. all. I just I didn't get Please the tell. Go right ahead. I didn't, get, I didn't mean to. That's all. I just my enthusiasm <laughs> seeing you. I understand. I just want to tell people they can uh, catch a Girl on Guy at uh, girlonguy.net. Girl on Guy. Yes, I've girl. Girlonguy.net. <laughs> also on iTunes and Asia Tyler. It's rougher. You got to get it one quarter at a time. Uh, though, she yeah. has her own <laughs> smartphone app, which we don't have we at Suckatash. I will work on it. I want to see this Bob Duco ointment application kit. I've, oh, yeah, isn't that it's nice? It's very interesting. I might want to take a look at this later. I've been you can use whatever those ointments you might have problems with. Yeah. yeah, please. I'm just going to get myself sure. a drink. I'm going to help myself here to the fridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh water. Water? <laughs> Bill. Yes, you know, uh, every uh, it's, it's the Lenten season, and, uh, you know, I, I give up every, every uh, uh, Lenten season, uh, uh, or after Fat Tuesday, I give up sugar, I give up caffeine, I give up uh, gluten products, and I give up 
a very difficult one. I give up alcohol. So, yes, you might have noticed I have dropped a few pounds. You look I'm, fantastic. I'm I was feeling say, good. I, I, those, pants, only, those pants are hanging on you, I man. know. It's terrible. I wish you would give me a raise. I could afford to get some of those... those uh, uh, what do they call it? Henderson's, Henderson's announcer. Announcer. I was, you know, I was going to yes. get you some of those for really? your birthday you? this year. Yes. Oh, you're so, so kind. Yeah, I think yes. you look great. Well, I mean, I feel so much clear-headed. Uh, the only thing now, I just take these little pink pills. I take six or seven of these little pink pills. But anyway, that's that's pink not pills. why I'm here. A little V's on them. That's oh, not, it's not why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I have something that I, I wanted to sort of commemorate with you and our listeners. I've written a poem. A poem. I've written a poem since we can't be doing uh, boozing with Bill. Of course, here. I, we can't. Be I doing realize the dry I, the, the yes. wet bar is empty. Oh, oh, oh. There's nothing mm-hmm. here. It's excuse me. I wanted to take. I have a poem, and I, I wanted to share it with you and our listeners, if I may. Please indulge me. Thank you. It's it's called Ode. To a rose. Is that wait? Is I'm yes, sorry. I don't, don't want to stop you. It's all right, yeah. Is this the reason we're in the big studio? In the, the big studio. Yes, the Studio P Orchestra is here. <laughs> yes, it's not just any poem. We've we've gotten the entire Studio P Orchestra and chorus. They've been sitting back, back there up. since I started. Yes, I, just, I, I know. They've I been very quiet. Haven't I thought he'd interrupted yes. their rehearsal. No, or something. no, 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 no. We've practiced this. We're right. ready to perform for you. Well, and and Bill I Haywatt. beg your indulgence, but I've, I've written a little a ditty, a poem, uh, an extended haiku, because it's about nature, and I wanted to tell you what's been going on in my life since I've given up all of these things and how I feel and 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 how I feel. I'm sure we're all I'm sure we're all curious to hear. Thank you. I've, I've lay it on us. I, oh yes. Well, thank you. And and here we are. I'm feeling much more sober now and smaller in the waist. I'm eating different foods these days, but missing all the taste. It's great to be a slimmer guy, I'm, I'm bony to the touch, but still I have to wonder why my bunghole itch so much. I like to keep my body clean, I shower every day. Because of this, it's so much more fun when me and Sweetie play, but when I wake up in the morn to greet the day and such, I'm sad to say my finger smells, my bunghole itch so much. Oh, why is sky above me blue, and why is dirt so hard? And why do doggies always leave their poo-poos in my yard? And why do nations fight their wars? And why is booze a crutch? But most of all, I have to ask why bunghole itch so much. In space, men wear their spacey suits. In water, scuba gear. Now how do these people take them off to scratch their itchy rears? For if I walked upon the moon, each photo'd be retouched. I'd be all over that internet for my bunghole itch so much. I do not ask much of my lord. I know his day is full. No time is in his schedule to tolerate much bull. But when I'm on my knees to pray, he helps me in the clutch. Except in matters of behinds, my bunghole itch so much. The German does not scratch his rear, for he has discipline. Nor does the Arab break his rose, because it is a sin. The same is true for all the French, the British, and the Dutch. But not the poor Italian, his bunghole itch so much. The bear, he loves to scratch his butt, and thus he draws the flies, as well as the red-ass baboon, as well his name implies. But pity the poor porcupine, all sleepless in his hutch. All night, awake, he cannot scratch, his bunghole hitch so much. If I should hit the lottery, I'd not succumb to greed, but purchase virgin maiden slaves to scratch me till I bleed. And then for weeks my tender bum would cry out to the touch. But even so, I'd have to ask why bunghole it so much. Oh, somewhere there's a brighter world where hunger doesn't reign. And somewhere there's a place that's free from sickness, death, and pain. A place where children never cry and producers never bitch. A place where no one needs to squirm for bungholes do not itch. Please take me there before I die. Release me from defeat. Unleash my shackled sphincter from the grief within my seat. 
for though I am a learned man, and wealth and fame abound, oh, I long just like a dog to rub my butt along the ground. My thoughts drift back to old Rodin, a sculptor who did tinker, and he made a famous naked man upon a rock. The thinker, what does go through that hallowed mind? Wisdom, truth, and such? Ah, oh, no, I think he wonders why. <laughs> oh, Bill, I had no idea you were in such such torment. <laughs> thus, thus the ointment from Mr. Duca. You... There's... I'm, I'm looking in this bag. There's don't open it now. There's well, no. I'm just. I'm looking in the bag. There's yes. no. It doesn't seem to be any sphincter ointment right. in here. But uh, uh, so thank you, Bill Haywatt, and uh, happy Lent time to you, or Lenten, or whatever you Gentiles say. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's uh, check out a new podcast. These guys have only had uh, seven or eight episodes out. I think uh, it's called Pod Smack, which I like the name of. Uh, they are, I just actually, while we were listening to Bill Haywood, I got a note from, uh, my friend Jabs down at uh, D head factor in Australia. Cause they sound like they're from Australia, but there's very little in the way to identify them on their, their website. They suffer that lack of, uh, website info that a lot of podcasts have. Anyway, this is Matt Olson, Shane Halloran and Dane Simpson. And now I know thanks to Jabs that they are uh, from uh, Walla in Australia. I know that they're good fans of Succotash because they retweet us all the time, which is fantastic. And just based on that, normally I don't play a podcast when there are only a few episodes in, but what the hell? Here's a little pod smack for you. It's for Chuck Norris Action Jeans. Yes. All right. Now, just the name Mm. says it all. Mm. But these are in the early 80s, and they were sold. You could buy them via mail order. I don't think they were ever available in a shop. But they were they were developed for stunt action stuntmen. Really? Or aspiring? I'm assuming yes. aspiring action stuntmen to wear because they ha- and they had a hidden elastic gusset sewn into the crotch <laughs> of them so that you could do the big Round roundhouse kicks without See, ripping I, your pants. I actually yeah. often wondered how they did that because if I ever tried a roundhouse kick and my leg went up with great force, it pulled the bottom leg up yeah, with it that's right. in the yeah. denim. And you've got to remember too that this was back in the day when in the when tight denim was all the rage. Like yeah. really, really tight denim jeans. You, you mean it's not? You mean... They're not now. What? Oh. oh, they've actually gone all full circle. Full circle. You now got oh. all these emo idiots out there with these stovepipe jean things. Did you, did that, you say emo idiots? Yeah. You yeah. can't say that. No, I'm you, sure can't, you say can't say that. Say that. Why not? Don't call me that. <laughs> also, chicks want to see the outline. Sorry about that. <laughs> they want to see what you're packing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this show's getting worse. We are. We are going into a whole other place let's get back to the chuck yeah, norris jeans this is really okay, well let me explain because like right you oh, go okay. you see your christmas present right and you see a tennis racket wrapped up in just just the paper and you're like oh, i'm getting a tennis racket for christmas and you get excited right <laughs> or if i you see, thought he was doing an analogy mm, there but you no. are literally talking about tennis <laughs> rackets no. in christmas and then paper. and then what? if you see a box wrapped in christmas paper no, you're like what am not, i getting still no analogy here don't nope. know right still real tight jeans packaging <laughs> Can see. That's what I'm getting. So hang on a minute. Wait a minute. So hang on. Just let me wrap my head around this. So Chuck Norris's action jeans. Yeah. The the entree is the fact that you can do... Wait a minute. Entree. The entree is the fact you can do a six foot high um, kick. But the main course is, is, the, is what's in the jeans themselves. Hello. <laughs> I didn't realise you had this, this much insight into oh, 80s um, fashion. I was born in the 80s, and um, a little thing about being born in a decade is you get to know everything. <laughs> yeah, because you, you you're don't only six. remember anything about the 80s. <laughs> oh, wow. I may have made that up. That's awesome. You, you may have made that up. Mm. Maybe. Um, also, just, I'm, be, I just get... because it does stretch doesn't mean you can do it. Exactly kick. right. That's exactly it. Now, on this, I'm going to put this on the site, the, the actual... Um, Ad the magazine ad right. and it's it's Chuck doing the big you know kick with his foot six foot in the air but you're right every dude is look at would have looked at that and thought yep 
I can do that. I'm going to get me a pair of them. And every so dude, I can do that no, no one else could ever do that. I don't even think Chuck Norris could do it. I think, dude, he has to have a string tied but on his foot or something. I go the opposite. I look at them jeans and go, if only I had them, then I could do the roundhouse kick. But I've only got these bad boys, so sorry, ladies. <laughs> no roundhouse, no roundhouse kick. kicks right yeah. now. Yeah. Not until I get them jeans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Pod Smack from Down Under. You can find them on iTunes. You can go to podsmack. I'm not sure what their their uh, website is. I think it's you know what? Put Podsmack Podcast into Google, and you will find them. Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, their uh, that whole thing about the Chuck Norris action jeans inspired our sponsors, Henderson's Pants, to go into production with a whole new line of pantaloons. Honored guests, we are well into 2012 now, and it won't be long before we find out if the Mayans were right. Some say their ancient calendar coming to an end this December 21st also spells the end for our civilization. Well, here at Henderson's Pants, we don't pretend to know the truth about such deep matters. What we do know is that if the world is about to end, then you should plan to go out in style. And what better way to exit this plane of existence than with your head held high while defending yourselves and your loved ones with some badass mixed martial arts. You know, the only way you're going to pull that one off is by sliding into a pair of Henderson's kicking khakis. Designed to give you that oh-so-cool business casual look, these trousers are not just great for work, but they're ready for action, too. With elasticized inseams and side panels that give and stretch with your every cure... Kyorugi... With your every Kyorugi kick that you deal out as your family scrambles for existence in the end times. Henderson's Kicking Khakis patented expandable gusseted crotch is designed to give you the freedom you need, whether you're catching an overhook or tossing out a guillotine neck crank. And you'll move with confidence and grace as you save your son's life when little Jimmy gets jumped by a band of rogue mutants while he's trying to siphon a last cup of precious gasoline from a derelict Miata under a demolished freeway. Originally designed for Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, and Chuck Norris, now's the perfect time to get yourself a pair of Henderson's Kicking Khakis, because it's our end-of-day sale, available now just outside any of our underground bunker locations. That's Henderson's, makers of fine trousers and pantaloons until Judgment Day. And now, back to Suckatash. Ah, oh, thank you, Bill Haywatt. And uh, thank you, uh, Henderson's Pants, for uh, taking the cue from Podsmack's uh, podcast. You guys are fast on the draw. Uh, this next piece is not actually from a podcast, um, but I've been trying to get more musical uh, comedy into the show. And I guess... Uh, I didn't realize that Bill was going to be uh, doing his poem. That was kind of a musical comedy piece already. But uh, I had uh, told this uh, buddy of mine, Chet Haas, who is a funny writer and uh, one of my former students from my improv class in San Francisco, uh, that I'd be happy to play this little ditty from him. You can read his stuff online at chetchat.blogspot.com. And right now you can listen to this little self-produced piece of music called My Dear Old Ma. My mother used to teach me things when I was two or three. Here are some lessons that I learned as I dandled on her knee. My son, she said, you should not take candy from a stranger. You should instead take cash and keys, for these are worth the danger. Neither a borrower nor a lender be, she quoted from the bard. For these both carry enormous risks. Stealing's better by a yard. Never take more than you can use, for greedy folk were not. Then bring me all the rest of it, for I can use a lot. Never take advantage of a man when he's in a bind. Just wait until his head is turned, then steal the sucker blind. Time waits for no man, and neither does a clock. So steal a man's nice wristwatch and put it up in hock. Don't abuse the sick and old, for they've got troubles enough. Unless they have a lot of dough, then you can take their stuff. I still recall her last farewell, as she sipped her final scotch, she took my hand into her own, and then she took my watch. It's been long years since I lost my mom, since my dad, he lost his wife. 
She's in the local prison doing tender life. So there you go. There's Chet Haas, my dear old ma. Thank you, Chet. Uh, it's time to dip into our tweet sack, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's uh, let's see what we've got. We've got a few tweets. We have an email, actually, to get to as well. Uh, first, a tweet from a friend to Succotash, at Ed Wallach, who tweeted to let us know that he's plugged our show on his show, Episode 8, Don't Quit Your Day Cast. So thanks, Ed. Um, I mentioned this in my call with Ed Krasnick earlier, but uh, Jabs... Uh, also known as Jason McNamara from the D-Head Factor in Australia, has kicked in a lovely donation towards our Save Our Hard Drive drive. Thank you, Jabs. Uh, Royal and Doodle in Britain tweeted us a nice mention, calling Succotash a podcast candy store. All the sweet stuff without the cavities. Thanks, guys. And Phil Lairness from Chill Pack Hollywood Hour tweeted that Film Fest programmers dig you. And then he retweeted from at CQ Mike, I'd like to ask that we take a moment of silence for all of the suffering of Succotash. See, that's just a play on suffering Succotash. Uh, thank you, Phil. Uh, and then we actually got an email. Uh, our email sack is normally quite empty. But uh, Steve Shaw Jr. from New York uh, says, uh, How are you? Wanted to send you my comedy skits and see if you'd have any interest in playing have been getting played on Broadway Comedy Club Radio in New York City. Thanks so much. Best, Steve. Uh, well, Steve, we try to stick to podcast clips here on Succotash, but what the hell? I just gave Chet a little uh, little airtime. So uh, I listened to the pieces you sent, and you know what? It's not seven guys sitting around trying to think of something funny to say about pop culture, so that's a little bit different than most of the stuff we get. So let's give a listen to uh, a little short piece from Steve Shaw in New York. Hello, Cedric Worthington here to talk to you about the after party of the Masterpiece Theatre with Alistair Cook, my colleague and schoolmate from Canterbury. Oh, the parties we had backstage in the studio with uh, uh, fresh opium pipes and gin bloodies and gin and tonics and uh, casting directors and D-girls. Oh, the times, the times we had. Alistair Cook was quite proper on, uh, on Masterpiece Theatre. Uh, off camera, he, he was quite crazy, I say, uh, uh, frolicking about back in the studios waiting for the next uh, groupie, as they are called, uh, PBS groupies. Uh, thank you, uh, Cedric Worthington with Alistair Cook, Masterpiece Theatre After Parties. So, thank you, Steve Shaw. Hope that helps. That's uh, his Masterpiece Theater. Uh, little recorded piece there. Uh, next, we're going to go to the Rob and Joe Show. This is an internet radio show and podcast featuring comedians slash radio personalities, Rob Mayer and Joe Robinson. The show is broadcast live every Monday at 7.30 p.m. I'm going to assume that's East Coast time. Uh, these guys are from the Baltimore area, and uh, they're part of a growing number of podcasters that seem to be coming from the crumbling world of terrestrial radio. So uh, check them out at robinjoeshow.com or on iTunes. Here's a piece of The Robin Joe Show. Can I bring something up? I see that someone named Old Ass Midget is in the uh, chat. <laughs> and and from last week. That's from last week. We were playing the Dead or Alive game, and Robbie mentioned, I guess, famous midget Billy Barty. Yes. We said, well, of course he's dead because, you know, I, well, sorry, dwarfs, I don't use a politically correct term. Dwarfs don't live as long. And someone in chat, which I believe was Tim, because he's changed his name constantly, said that dwarfs live to be 90 years old. <laughs> in dwarf years or in human years? <laughs> well, here's, here's what's funny. It was Tim. So I said, that's ridiculous. Dwarfs, there's a lot of times they have health problems. So Tim decided to send an article to us during the week letting us know the dwarfs can lead normal lives, right? They just have the same right. organs. They're just little. But <laughs> the life expectancy for an American male, 78 years old, he was saying that, like, they were like super people. Like, somehow. Yeah, they're in their hundreds. <laughs> yeah, they lived lo 12 years longer than the average man does. I heard that Willard Scott will refuse to mention a dwarf turning 100 because it's not a big deal. <laughs> I like how you can't say the word dwarf. <laughs> well, is a dwarf and a midget is a different thing, right? <laughs> yeah, but you're saying dwarf. <laughs> That's the guy. That's it? Tim dwarf? Conway. How do you say it? It's, it's it's Robbie. Is he saying dwarf? Right. He's not saying the W. Okay. Dwarf. There yeah. It's, uh, dwarf. <laughs> that sounds weird. 
It's not a dwarf. Du That's... A dwarf? Dude, dwarf. dwarf is when Tim Conway would do like these little sports videos. I know what you're talking put, about. He would put feet on his knee, you know, his knees, and that, that guy's name would be Dwarf. But it's Dwarf. You didn't know it was Dwarf. You didn't Look, know that was what they were called. I just call it Dwarf. So, <laughs> Stephen Dwarf, the actor, is this a language pangler or is it just a stupid pronunciation? Yeah, that's not. Okay. It's, it's Dwarf. Dwarf. I just thought well, it was the guy in Star Trek that was Worf, right? I, I just thought you misspoke the first time, but you li literally thought it was a dwarf. No, I just think it's close enough. Can I? <laughs> so I can't say midget. Is it little person or is it dwarf? Dwarf. It's not dwarf, no matter what. Dwarf. That's hard little, to say. I know. I understand that. I guess midget is. I guess it's. I don't know if it's a racist term, but yeah, it's a, it's a uh, offensive term. But I wouldn't want to be called a dwarf. It's that sounds a dwarf sounds offensive too. You don't want to be called that, do you? No, I I would much rather be called a midget than a dwarf. Yeah, yeah it's a dwarf. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> said the W is silent. Thank you. Uh, no, that's that. I think they're they're having a little bit of fun at your expense. But I don't think so. I think they agree with me. Maybe I can write about this. This will be my video blog for the month. <laughs> Whether I say dwarf or dwarf. <laughs> I don't. Uh, how does a grown man get to all the way through his life and not know it's pronounced dwarf? I don't understand. Unless they're having their fun with us, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, anyway, so that's uh, the Robin Joe Show. Uh, RobinJoeShow.com, iTunes. Check them out. Uh, next up, a clip from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. This is a hot stage show in L.A. Uh, it's fresh and new every month. They only do a one-month show, and they sell out way in advance. The April show's already sold out. So if you're going to be in L.A., uh, they're uh, at the Largo at the Cornet Theater in L.A., and uh, then they chop it all up and uh, sort of dole it out during the month as a podcast. Uh, they had uh, guest star Nathan Fillion, who's a bit of a favorite of mine from uh, the show's Castle and Firefly, and uh, he appears in this clip as Cactoid Jim, which is a Western set on Mars. I is something wrong, sir? Great instincts, Mr. Dalton. <laughs> Up ahead, behind those rock formations. Hmm. Highway, man. If I return from Mars deceased, my wife will kill me. <laughs> Don't go calling the mortician just yet. I've got a trick or two up my sleeve, providing they don't notice that. Oh, oh, glory. Glory? I do believe the highwaymen I spotted spotted me spotting them. Let me guess. Saw the glint off your badge. You'd have to ask them. Oh, well, I'll be sure to do that as we're riding up on them and shooting them, making the settlement of that topic their last words. Your plan sounds brave, but risky. What say we try a safer method? Why is he holstering his gun? Why are you holstering your gun? You'll need it for shooting and such. Use the tool the job calls for, which in this case is a stone. Are you adept at finding stones? Uh, the dang best, I expect. The stone we want is smooth, oval, and has heft. Okay, here's one. Not much too small. And, th and this one, well, it doesn't have any heft. Oh, this is harder than anticipated. Why, there's one that matches your description. First prize to Mr. Goodnight. Well, good find. First prize in sportsmanship to the Red Plains Rider. Whatever. <laughs> you got your stun. Now, what do you aim to do with it? See if I'm worth my salt as an escort. <laughs> wow, some throw. You hit the top of the rock formation behind which the highwaymen are hiding. Hardly a sturdy formation is what I noticed upon giving it a hard look. A heavy rock resting lengthwise on a tall skinny. Downright unstable. I don't believe it. It's tipping over on top of them there robbers. That bandy crushing cactoid gym. And that, lady and gentlemen, is how you toss a rock. The journey was harrowing. The Red Plains Rider and Cactoid Jim took turns dispatching all manner of sinister robot outlaws. 
You have ten seconds to comply. Oh, oh, one zero one one zero. The lost tribe of savage gray Martians, the kind that wouldn't civilize nor cease scalping humans. <laughs> Why, even a space bobcat. I shall let you pass if you answer my riddle. I hate riddles. Yep. Yep, he took care of all of them. That montage and cactoid gym. <laughs> all right, so that uh, so that was a thrilling adventure hour with Nathan Fillion, Busy Phillips, and most of another show that we like here, the Super Ego Show. Uh, most of their cast was actually uh, represented in that clip. You can catch them at the Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, I think, .com. And they're on iTunes. Uh, that's bringing us up to our Burst O' Durst, last clip of the show. And uh, here's Will Durst uh, talking about uh, the most current of current events. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few words for all my fellow Muppets. Referring specifically to Greg Smith, formerly of Goldman Sachs, who wrote an op-ed in the New York Times announcing he's out of there due to his company's extreme moral bankruptcy. According to Smith, associates are encouraged to rip off their own billion-dollar clients and regularly disparage them as Muppets. I know, what a shocker. Brokerage firms without a conscience. My God, what's next? High school parties where beer is served? Airline food that tastes like damp, glued-together bar coasters? Mitt Romney failing to speak like a real human? Romney's the guy who keeps hyping his history as a private equity investment banker, so it's easy to imagine him as just another tentacle of the vampire squid. Wrapped so tightly in the me-first and success-at-any-cost culture that he squeaks money when he moves. On a daily basis, we see evidence on the campaign trail, as he does or says whatever he thinks it's going to take to win. Pro-choice? I got your pro-choice. Wait, oh, not pro-choice. Well, then neither am I. Everything from talking about NFL owner buddies to pretending he likes cheesy grits. Mitt, this isn't personal, but if ever there were a non-cheesy grits-eating kind of a dude, it's you. Politicians even have a name for we Muppets. They call us low-information voters. People not paying too close attention. Who will believe anything? such as the 50% of Republicans in Mississippi and 45% in Alabama still calling President Obama a Muslim. And it wouldn't be surprising to hear a good percentage of them actually think he's made out of muslin, a loosely woven cotton fabric. Only a matter of time before Karl Rove folds a spool of muslin into a ball, sticks his hand up it, and makes it say exactly what he thinks we low-information voters want to hear. Or did he already do that and call it Rush Limbaugh? For Suckatash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Muppet. You are indeed Will Durst. Catch him at willdurst.com. He also tweets a lot at Will Durst. I tweet a lot at suckatashshow.com. So check that out. Check us out at suckatashshow.com. Please remember to help uh, our hard drive drive by clicking the donate button up there on the website. I want to thank Joe Polino. Our engineer producer, I want to thank Bill Haywatt for coming in, uh, giving us his uh, perspective, as it were. And I want to thank you for listening to Suckatash. Uh, it's our pleasure to bring you this show. If you uh, have a favorite podcast you like listening to, if you are a comedy podcaster and would like to have a clip on this show, just uh, listen for all the contact information Bill Haywatt's about to give you and send us along a three to five minute MP3 clip and we'll see what we can do about getting it on. We will see you the next time with episode 22. In the meantime, please remember to pass that Succotash. Yes, you've been listening to Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. 
Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com or as Suckatash Show on iTunes and even at Suckatash Show on your smartphone Stitcher app. You can follow Suckatash on Twitter at Suckatash Show, friend Suckatash on Facebook. Hey, what the hey, you can friend me on Facebook. You can email us at Mark, that's M-A-R-C, at SuckatashShow.com. You can pick up that phone and give Suckatash a ring at 1-818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Polino at Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt asking you to please send me just a little bit of that Bob Duca anti-itch ointment. Goodbye. Goodbye.